Welcome back, everyone, to another episode as we continue to celebrate Women's History Month. Today, I am speaking with Miriam Zibaglate, better known as Dr. Z to me and most of the LinkedIn world. Miriam is a mother, a wife, physician, educator, well-being advocate, and the best-selling author of the 3G Cycle of Life, The Secrets of Achieving Joy, Meaning, and Well-Being. Miriam, welcome to the show. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm excited about this chat. Uh, there's something I'm going to reveal here soon, but we are going to be speaking about the 3G Cycle, her recent book and bestseller. But before we get into that, Miriam, tell us a little bit about you. So even my last name doesn't allow you to guess. Uh, I am a Latin girl. So hola a los Latinos que estén viendo. <laughs> Uh, I grew up in Peru and I went to medical school there. I worked for 10 years for the Navy. Um, and I will keep the suspense for now, right? And <laughs> then I met my husband around 12 years ago and I decided to just um, leave Peru, leave my job, live my life there, friends and family. And I moved to the U.S. following the love of my life. And that's how I came to the U.S. to start from zero 11 years ago and to reveal my personal and professional life and become a mother, a wife, and a doctor in this country. Amazing faith and lack of fear to go that route, to leave a place that you grew up in. And, and you mentioned the suspense, right? So, folks, I mentioned that there was some overlap here and i would have never imagined that i would be speaking with someone on my podcast right now that i met on linkedin but even more so because we were actually at the same place at the same time in a part of the world that i would have never imagined to go to and that was in peru in callao i was <laughs> in the navy at the time and i was serving as a person that would go and help the local community rechart their ports. And I was there as a hydrographer at the time for the Navy, representing the Navy, the U.S. Navy in Peru. And, <laughs> and Dr. Z is in Callao at the same naval base during the same time. And we met years later. And how amazing is that? to get into that opportunity to meet someone that other than a chance, I would say, but I would say divine intervention for, for us to meet, but so nice to have you Dr. Z with me as we're discussing this 3G cycle, your current book, you start off the book with an opportunity to grow. And so tell us a little bit about the 3G cycle, but more importantly, how you unravel this opportunity. So um, the treaty cycle has started because of wrong reasons. <laughs> and, and part of the wrong reasons or the sad reasons were COVID. During COVID, during these last two years, um, I faced, like many others, adversity uh, because of personal reasons, right? In, in my role as a mother, as a daughter, wife, friend, but also as a physician, uh, this was something that we were not expected to happen. We were not ready to face. And 
And what uh, was more shocking for me, maybe because of the my my naive personality or my optimism, if you want to say, is that I was expecting uh, to see more compassion, more empathy, more support, a different response from <clears throat> the community in general and from the healthcare system. And sadly, I felt initially looked like that, but that shortly we we saw this uh, compassion fatigue and 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 these, which which I understand, right? When you are in survival mode, you take care of yourself and the the closest one, right? But but this compassion fatigue and this survival uh, mode really show also the faces of of many leaders uh, in the healthcare system and co-workers and, and community in general. And, and when you see true color, sometimes you, you may get disappointed. And, and I realized the level of suffering that physicians and other healthcare workers were going through um, even before COVID. Uh, so, um, I used that book initially as a way to vent and to really pinpoint what was going on and to kind of like uh, show the community and the leaders that, that things were wrong. But happened is that I found my real self and um, my real self is still an optimistic. It's still someone that thinks that we need to focus on the positive instead of the negative. And the complete book about burnout, transforming a book about how to prevent it or how to escape it, where we have just one chapter about burnout and 20 others about the good things in life that we can do to have a healthy and happy and a life full of well-being. Now, one of the elements that you bring in in the part of an opportunity to grow is grit. And you say it's fuel for the soul. How is grit an opportunity to grow? Because it, usually that means that I'm going to have some friction. There's something that's going to come opposed to me, and I'm going to have to put in a little more that is needed at the time. Starting for, from grow, right? And, and how we grow. We don't grow when we are in the comfort zone. This book didn't evolve because I was comfortable. This evolved because I challenged myself to see life different and to remove myself from the victim that was pinpointing who is guilty of what instead of, you know, moving on to a position where I am acting as the leader that I am and I am challenging myself on how I will fix this, how I will make it different. So you need grit to, to go there. You need that internal fuel to, to keep pushing yourself you know, outside the limits because when we go outside the limits, we can hurt ourselves. And I, I'm not suggesting to, to do this in a way that you hurt yourself and you don't sleep, you don't eat, right? Uh, but we need to be out of the box where we feel safe in order to develop new skills, in order to find out what are we make from. And, 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 and it's truly surprising for, for all of us when we discover who we really are. And it's not when life is wonderful and everything is good when we discover that it's exactly in the opposite place. 
And I want to mention something extra about grit. And yes, I, I talk about this being fuel, right? Being internal. And that's how it's, everybody will talk about grit being something internal comes from you. But let's remember that many times, even we have that grit, even we have important goals and a mission, we get tired, we get sick, we get frustrated, we have second thoughts. So that grit sometimes can be supported by others, right? And that's the importance of not living a life only by yourself, not going through life thinking that this is only your journey. This is really a collective journey and a mentor, a friend, a family member, uh, a coach could be that person that is being the cheerleader when you go down and the person that is watching you and applauding you when you are doing amazing, right? Ready to go and help when you need again. And I believe that that's a different concept of grit that I want to bring to the table uh, that is more collective than a lonely feeling. And I love that because typically folks will talk about grit as just a solitary thing where you have to produce, but I love how you encapsulate that in a more holistic and supportive role because it is true. Uh, sometimes you have enough, but sometimes you need the enough of somebody else and both of you together can get down there farther as the old adage would state. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. So, but you mentioned in this second section of 3g outcomes, the good, the bad, and the monster. Now I'm familiar with the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, which is a great Western film, but uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Because in this section, you mentioned success, which is something that I love to talk about. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. So yes, uh, the monster, the monster for me is burnout. For me, the monster is the extreme of, of pushing yourself beyond your limits, beyond healthy limits, and, and finding that you really created a, a hole where, where you know <laughs> you are trapped now. It's, it's a hole that you created for yourself, and now you cannot go out of it, uh, not, not with a lot of effort or, or support from others, and sometimes even medication. And, and the sad part right about burnout or chronic stress or mental illness is the outcome and, and the outcome is not only disability or the suffering that you go through with your family involved but the outcome could even be suicide and today in the united states uh we are seeing 46,000 individuals dying by suicide every year uh, which is uh, unacceptable. And um, I was mentioning uh, that when we select certain groups, and in my case, for obvious reason, I, I see the numbers for doctors, 400 doctors per year, meaning one to two per day. And kids at the age of my kids, between six and 10, 500 kids, dying by suicide between five, six, and 10 years old every year in the United States. And again, other numbers will be as traumatic as, as these are. So it is 
why it's so important to understand the monster and understand mental health and remove the stigma around that. We don't question ourselves or our friends or family members if they go to the doctor to get insulin for diabetes. Nobody will say anything wrong about that. Will be the right choice, right? It's what is appropriate. Why we question ourselves or others, why we penalize ourselves, why we feel ashamed of getting treatment and support for something that is an imbalance in our brain, which is part of our body and that correspond to, you know, our health because mental health at the end is health. Why we limit ourselves and, and we remove the opportunity to be happy and healthy and to have well-being and, and, and to be a part of a, the society in a productive and, and positive way. Those stats, not only sobering to hear, but so hard as for anybody at any stage in life to have to go through that. And I, sp I spent a good amount of time in my naval service, both on the responsive side of suicide and the kind of like the preventive side of suicide spend a good 15 years doing that. So unfortunately I saw my share of service members go through that cycle of the monster when it comes to 3G outcomes. But when you hear about the children, you start to question, how did we get to this point where the stresses of life are so deep that they go down the age cycle, right? They go down in further generation uh, that we normally would not have, you know, seen in, in recent years. But uh, yeah, uh, just a, a tough thing overall. Now you mentioned well-being and being well, which is I love the distinction there between those two. And, and this is one of those things, you know, that you could be, you can be well, uh, or you could have some type of well-being but are you well, you know, and there's uh, the practices of it and actually doing it. So I, I love that you covered that in your book. And you mentioned the catalyst uh, portion of the 3G cycle and how to use them in your favor. This is something that we all want to know <laughs> when you talk about being in a position to give yourself some power and you, you say self-awareness the power inside of you. And that's how you start that. So tell us a little bit more about how do we get into the position to actually use this in our favor? And, and I love the term self-awareness is such a magical and, you know, powerful. Uh, when we know ourselves, when we know our values, when I, we know our limits and our gaps, we have power. And the power of push, ourselves in the things that we are doing great and keep doing them and also to create a space for improving those where we are not yet ready and 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 not feel uh, afraid or ashamed or, or or feel guilty about the things that we are not doing well or the things that we don't know how to do is okay if I need them if I want them I, I will do something about it and I I feel like self-awareness gives you a baseline to work with, a baseline of who you are and where you are in life, 
And that baseline allows you to set the plan for the future, right? What are my next goals in life? What is priority for me? And, and to keep growing, uh, you cannot grow with, without self-awareness. And re regarding the catalyst in general, uh, again, we were talking about when you grow, uh, it's very easy to live a life where everything is in front of you. And, and we were talking before uh, <laughs> recording, right? That some of our kids are living a life much better than the one, the one that we went through, right? <laughs> uh, um, and I always tell my kids, I never learned how to use a bicycle because my parents didn't have the money to buy a bicycle for me. I had to select between the bicycle and the, um, the, the skaters there, right? And, 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 and I wasn't able to get both. So, so bicycle was part of something that I, I don't know if I will even try right now, <laughs> I'm afraid, uh, but I don't know how to, you know, use a bicycle. Um, and they have other opportunities that I didn't have. Um, so is that a reason for us to stop? Is that a reason for us to victimize ourselves, or is a reason for us to try harder in the limits of well-being, right? Uh, I came here as an immigrant. I still have an accent and my, my grammar is not the best yet. And I could use that as an excuse today, not only not to get my career back, right, and go to medical school and train myself, but actually I almost used that as an excuse for not writing a book in English. And I was absolutely terrified to apply and I really boycott myself for a few days before I apply. Uh, so that jump that we do, uh, that extra step that we take in life, even when we have fear, is an opportunity to grow. Today I have a book, a bestseller, who will know in English, right? Even when I had fear. And I believe I am a stronger person because I was able to use the fear on my favor and go for it even with the fear but i had to prepare myself more i have to read more i have to practice more to be able to do this with more effort than the majority but it's done and we're so proud of you for going afraid <laughs> doing it afraid it's, it's such a powerful position to have you mentioned hope and optimism which i want to talk a little bit about that because we've covered some stats that are not too hopeful right we covered some situations in the last three years that were not hopeful. And sometimes still for a lot of people, they're suffering from the COVID pandemic. We do a good job in putting it aside and forgetting that it ever happened, but it's still happening and it's still affecting our medical professionals, still affecting our personal lives, still affecting the medical and environment. So folks, don't don't forget the things still out there. Businesses that were lost, uh, family members that are not there, some families, some kids will have to grow up with just one mother or the father, the other. So yes, it's thank you so much for bringing that back. Is we are 
still in the process of recovery as a society, we should not forget. Uh, we should not forget. We should learn from situations like this. Absolutely. But I want to key into the hope and optimism that we all desperately need, not only because of the time that we're living in, but just in life in general. We're talking about burnout. We're talking about a scenario where you could actually lose more than just a job and a title. And you, you could lose family members. You could lose uh, possessions that really matter. Uh, so how did you incorporate that into using it to your favor because there is hope. I believe that there is hope, uh, but there is the, there is a misunderstanding, I believe, uh, regarding what hope means. Hope is not sitting here and wishing that something good will happen. Uh, that's wishing. <laughs> uh, hope requires action. It's a wish followed by action. And that's what hope really is. And, and that's why hope can be really translated in results, in positive results. Wishing is not enough. And, and we need to learn that. We need to sometimes get our hands dirty and, and you know, and sweat a little to get things done. And, and again, it's, it's a question that we need to ask ourselves why I decide to be a victim of a situation instead of the person that takes the decisions. And I understand that there are things that go beyond our hands and, and losing someone or having a very bad disease. Uh, there are things that we cannot control. I understand that, but we can control how we react to things. We can control how we, if do we keep going? Do we stop? Do we cry? Do we trust things? Do I ask for help? Do I request support? So th there is a still, even in the worst adversity, there's a still a space for us to take decisions and to have action. And optimism and, and hope really are, are powerful because when you come with hope and optimism, right? What you are doing is setting your next goal based on that. If you believe that something op optimistic, positive, right, will happen to you under the concept that hope comes with action, you will set actions after that. Your, your goal will come not as a dream. Your goal will come with a plan and will empower you to go after that plan and to, you know, uh, fulfill that plan so you can see the, the happy ending. Uh, you take us through this journey of the 3G cycle. You also take us through the outcomes and the catalyst, but then you close it in your book. And you mentioned the health cycle, right? The, uh, the, the health cycle, the mental health cycle of, uh, of our community, of our world. How do we get to the point where we do close it? Because there's always some challenge that comes up somehow and it will throw us probably back into this cycle. Uh, but how do you get to the point where you get to close it and move on? Closing our cycles and based on the concept of we live cycle after cycle, right? This is a, our life is a sequence, a sequence of cycles. 
we we are not finishing our life and we are not necessarily completing and, and fixing everything in our life. Uh, what we are doing is just closing the cycle where we had a goal and we achieve it or we change it in or, or, or we decide if we would like to pursue it again or not. Uh, and going to the next one, yes, we will we will not be able to fix everything in life. And, and to be sincere, it will be very boring if we will have a life where everything is set up, right? I cannot imagine even how it will function. But what we are doing really is every cycle that we close is a cycle that was an opportunity for learning, for developing new skills, for meeting more people, for challenging ourselves and for growing. So when you get in the next challenge, the next cycle, the next adventure in your life, you are going with this new backpack of tools and skills that will allow you to hopefully be successful or, or at least be more ready for this new challenge. So no, there is not a final, I believe that the, the end of the real cycle is when we we are gone uh, and who knows, someone will tell you that they believe that there is paradise and, or heaven and that we are going there. I, I will not discuss that part. I, I will leave it to imagination, but who knows? And so true, you know, life really doesn't end in terms of, it's just events, you know, the events happen we close those loops and we move on to the next one. And that's how we've learned to really get to a point where we can reason with the things that come our way and all the goals and aspirations we have in life go through cyclical type of activities. So I love that. Now, if someone was interested in overcoming some of these challenges that we bring up and you bring up in the book, uh, want to devise a plan to get themselves in a position to use what they have to overcome these challenges, especially in the burnout, which we are still seeing a lot of effects from the pandemic time where we were fully closed. There's no telling how long that's going to last and how long it's going to take for something to emerge from that time. But if someone wanted to get a hold of you to discuss either your book, maybe you talk, or just discuss how to uh, ways to get past this burnout stage in their life, how would they do that? So please find me as Dr. C or Miriam Silverblade in LinkedIn. It's my only uh, social media. Uh, connect with me. I will love to hear from you, learn from you, and be available also. Um, and what you are saying is so important, right? It is, and, and goes beyond COVID. It's, it's not that we have challenges in life only related to COVID. Life is a series of challenges and we need to learn how to live our life uh, at full, right? Not only survive it, it's such a waste of time to survive. We, we need to really enjoy it and we need to become the role models for this new generation, for our kids, so they have better lives and, and the opportunity to see us achieving better lives too. Folks, we're gonna have that information as part of the show notes and the video, so you can get a hold of Dr. Z as we uh, love to refer to her. <laughs> it, it's been a great pleasure. 
it's just amazing how our paths crossed. We were on the same base uh, doing our individual work, but never got to truly meet till now. But I'm blessed to share this platform with you, blessed to share your message of the 3G cycle. And thank you uh, for all that you do on a daily basis. And oh, by the way, folks, we started by saying Women's History Month, celebrate a woman. Folks, if you're listening and there is a woman that's done something in your life, celebrate her, tell her how much uh, you have benefit from her being in your life. I'm sure they're going to appreciate that. Uh, and it shouldn't be a thing of a month. I say do it all year long because they really do need to hear that. So woman, if you are successful and your success is because you have a good man in your life that is supporting you. So celebrate that guy too, because we don't go through life alone. So give credit to those that are having supporting you. Well stated. Yeah, we're <laughs> supposed to celebrate each other. I, I Imagine the world that, that we will live in if we actually celebrated each other. It would be a, a totally different world. Well, this is for my husband. Then I'm sure he's going to receive that here soon. Folks, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions and Superpass, which are powering our website and app, Southern Sweet and Sassy Coffee, and Harchester, London. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like covered or featured, or you would like to sponsor our podcast, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. 